Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of From Everywhere. This week, I am chatting with a good friend of mine who I met at school, Miss um, Isabel Holden. She is the creative and very talented designer um, behind the brand I Holden. So, Isabel, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. So, first of all, I want to say thank you to Abby. Um, I'm really grateful to be a part of this series. I'm really excited to get into this conversation. Um, My name is Isabel Holden, for those of you who don't know me, and I am a recent graduate from Marist College along with Abby, but I graduated with a BFA in fashion design and a minor in fashion merchandising. And I actually met Abby through one of our overlapping classes. And I guess since then, I would say we've really been able to um, share our perspectives and our like design merchandising sides and opinions on different topics. Um, so a little more about me, I guess I haven't had the most traditional college experience as I actually spent my freshman year in Florence through the freshman Florence experience program through Marist. And sophomore year, I came back um, and immersed myself in the Poughkeepsie fashion scene and fashion culture. And since then, I have really dived into the program at Marist. Um, I have held several internships at Abercrombie & Fitch and Millie in New York City. And I was a denim and tool design intern at Abercrombie and a woven's intern at Millie. And my junior year, I would say, is when my interest in sustainability really sparked um, as I formed a collaboration with the Marist Chemistry Department. And I actually went on to win the CFDA Liz Claiborne Scholarship for Sustainable Design, Innovation and Circular Business um, for the work I did driven by collaboration and material innovation. And then this year I went on to work on my senior thesis and I expanded more on what I created for the Liz Claiborne Scholarship and actually put the time into creating a full-fledged business plan um, for the business that I have launched little things on and one day hope to launch fully called iHolden. Um, and if you don't follow us on social media, that's Art by Isabel Holden. So it's just been a really rewarding experience to see everything come full circle over the course of my four years. So yeah, that's about it on me. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, so you obviously have so much to offer and are going to go so far. Um, But yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, um, I will include the link in the description of this podcast to Isabel's Instagram. And I'm actually, I purchased a shirt from iHolden and I'm wearing it right now. So I would definitely recommend um, (laughs) checking it out. Um, So yeah, like Isabel said, we met in a class and um, it didn't have anything to do with sustainability, but that's um, just sitting next to each other. I think we just started to talk and I think I just learned genuinely like being around you more about sustainability. And I remember you would have like certain clothes and you would say like, oh, like I made them or I tied them or you altered them in some way. Mm -hmm. So then I think that too, kind of. Yeah. And that like that that would have us start like conversations um, just whenever we would see each other. So I think it was good that we started having conversations um just not for any reason but just to have them and I think I definitely learned more um talking to you mm-hmm. but um, right well I'm I'm really glad but uh <laughs> yeah like Isabel said she just completed her senior thesis and the collection is amazing and I Holden is incredible thank you um so I guess 
like I said, I'll include the link to everything here um, for people who want to see it. And I definitely recommend you do. But I guess how would you describe your collection for people who haven't seen it? Yeah, definitely. So basically, I'll go a little bit into like, I guess the Maris fashion program process with the senior collection for those that don't know, like, what Maris fashion is all about in terms of senior year, but basically Mm -hmm. the designers are required to create a series of 12 full looks sketched out and then we actually make six of them. So this happens Mm -hmm. every year and this premieres um, through the senior runway show at Maris. This year it obviously wasn't able to happen, but the fashion show show production class still did a really great job of showcasing our work and I also did that too. Um, But about my personal collection, I really wanted to Um, focus on the portfolio aspect of the collection because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day this is really what gets you a job in the fashion industry and for me I wanted to focus more on okay I can create this beautiful design portfolio but what makes my collection stand out and to me that's what I wanted to focus on so I decided to create a brand book and what that consisted of was a sustainable business plan from the beginning of the business all the way to the end that created like a full sustainable circle. So I Holden in general was born and it became, um, I like to call it a slow fashion wardrobe essentials brand centered around reimagining traditional garments and making them feel new. And I basically memorized that statement. <laughs> I've said it like in every uh, video. Countless times. Made. Yes. But um, yeah, so that's basically it. Uh, it was focused on just outfitting these staple denim pieces grounded in like sustainable dye methods mm-hmm. with beautiful and whimsical um, shirting and draping and um, something that was just like almost a walking piece of art. That's awesome. So yeah. two things you mentioned that I really wanted to um, chat with you about today was what would you describe? You mentioned your brand as like a slow fashion brand. Can you elaborate mm-hmm. on what that means because I feel like people often hear fast fashion but what would you describe slow fashion as so slow fashion is definitely what I hope the industry will sort of dive into more Um, but it basically means that I don't start making the clothing prior to when the order is placed so I came up with this idea that um, when the clothing is ordered it's actually made once it's ordered it's not made beforehand so in turn it uses a lot less resources and it only uses resources that are really needed so in turn that's sort of like sustainable and it also helps me be more transparent with the consumer I'm discussing Mm -hmm. that like okay your garment is going to take this long to make after you ordered it so it's kind of creating that bond between the consumer and the um, brand right out of the gate also so it, it like in another way it like eliminates waste as well. Like you're not yeah. just producing in turn and then not selling. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of fast fast fashion brands are producing all of these garments and then they're just going right into stores, but then they already have all of the garments for the next season already produced and lined up, which is just what people need to really get out of. Right. And that's I mean I worked in a fast fashion like store and it's insane to see all the clothes that Mm -hmm. are just wasted and the amount that's constantly produced which it just creates um an immense amount of waste that's just not necessary so Mm -hmm. I like that it's a slow fashion brand and I too hope that it continues on 
yeah, as well. Exactly. And then into other brands. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think some brands I hope are at least um, getting the hang of, or at least getting away from the fast fashion title. Mm-hmm. Um, because now that term is used a lot more um, in the fashion industry or just in general. Um, people are using it a lot more. And I think it's good because at least people are being aware of what it means. Yeah. And hopefully they're being more conscious in the decisions mm-hmm. that they make. Um, but the other half of that is that you said, um, I knew a little bit about this, I think just from being friends with you and seeing um, your stuff for the fashion show. But you mentioned working um, with a team of chemists from school and um, using like sustainable dye methods. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I'm really, I'm not a science girl and I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> Believe me, I am not a science girl either, but I knew that from the beginning of time, I really wanted to be immersed in this somehow because I know that like green chemistry and just chemistry in general is a huge part of being sustainable. And that's another thing like I wanted to touch on, like collaboration is so important. And I knew that going into the CFDA Liz Claiborne scholarship junior year, that Mm -hmm. that was something that I really wanted to explore, especially because Maris has all these other majors. It's not just fashion. We have chemistry. We have all of these different majors that can express different opinions. So that's something Mm -hmm. that I really wanted to get into. So I was lucky enough to have some connections in the chemistry department, Mm -hmm. and I actually formed a relationship with one of the um, professors in the department, and he let us um, run an experiment that we had been talking about. And the idea of it was basically um, we came up with this method to extract indigo dye from old denim. So you could donate your old denim to iHolden, basically, mm-hmm. is the point of this. And okay. we would extract the dye from your old denim and use it to re-dye new white jeans. So basically, this is what really sparked the entire idea for the circular business plan. Because at the end of your product's life cycle, you could just donate it back to us. We could re-extract the indigo and then we could re-dye another pair of jeans. And then with that extracted denim, I had so many ideas for like packaging, visual merchandising, mm-hmm. and all the ideas of how it was going to get back into the process. So anyways, that was junior year. And that was sort of the way I got the Liz Claiborne project started. But then senior year, I actually was emailing this professor like crazy. He probably thought I was absolutely insane over the summer. <laughs> and... Um, I actually got a class of 14 senior and junior level chemistry students to work on this extraction as a lab. So they, it was really amazing to see because they came up with a entire procedure and I still have the procedure to this day. And they were the ones who I basically supplied the denim and they extracted it for me. And when you extract the indigo, you can create a dye bath which is like a liquid um bath that you can dye the garment in or you can um put it in a basically it's like an oven where you can turn it into solid indigo and store it for later use oh yeah that's really amazing yeah it's like another way to create so 
it was just really rewarding. And I was able to dye four garments using this method with the help of one of my connections from Abercrombie. That's amazing. Yeah. It's also cool because it's your unique pieces and like help you reach your goal, but like also utilizing the resources of everyone else. Yeah. And it was great to see my garments be able to be dyed using this method. It was just so, it just felt so handmade. It really attributes to like the effort that you put in and how much you really do care about mm-hmm. like both ends, about doing your work and being successful, but then also caring about not only like where the product is going and where it will end up, but like where it's coming from Yeah, definitely. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I also really like what you said about the collaboration aspect and like mm-hmm. utilizing the different, um, and I know we're biased, but Marist really is a great school and has a lot of really good programs. And I think that collaboration in general is really big in any industry because I feel like the world can sometimes seem, this is on a global aspect I'm talking, but it really can seem so um, divided. So I think yeah. utilizing the sources and as something as different as science and fashion, it makes it work. And for me, like, I never would have come up with this idea if I didn't have a conversation with someone who knew more about it. Yeah. It's really um, just amazing to see, like, how talented people are and how everyone yeah. collaborating can just help everyone Makes reach the same so end goal. so much better. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not much about it. I need, like, very surface-level information about how you went about things, but that's mm-hmm. really incredible. And I tried to be really transparent about it. So there's like a video online, like everyone can really see the entire process. And that's another huge part um, that goes into sustainability. I feel like is transparency mm-hmm. because um, I think there's this, which is kind of true, like a preconceived idea that things that are sustainably made may be a little bit more expensive because people spend more money on it. And I think it's worth it, um, yep. but I think whether you're buying something that's sustainable or not, spending a lot of money on it is an investment, and I think that requires a level of trust between whatever brand you're using or whatever band, brand you're buying from for, like, to the consumer. So I think the transparency um, allows the consumer to like trust a brand Definitely. and also like build the brand loyalty. Because, mm-hmm. like, then you know where it's coming from, um, and it allows you to, like, feel comfortable in the investment that you're making. Yep. I feel like I look for transparency now because I think I'm so much more interested and invested on the topic. Mm-hmm. But seeing brands who are really open about um, their whole process behind the company and where they get things and how uh, the supply chain works is, like, comforting in a way. And yeah, whatever. And it's so easy to just show that. There are so many social media platforms where you're just able to like show, okay, here's how I do this. Here's how you can do this at home. And mm-hmm. you can just teach people like how your process works. And I think that's really valuable. It's also really interesting because I think it encourages people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a huge brand or a brand that's starting off like your brand, like I hold in, it's Seeing how you do things, it's almost, it's comforting to people. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think it makes them feel good in a sense about who they're buying from. And it makes them feel more comfortable. Fashion in general, uh, I think it's a hard topic to dive into because there's so many different 
aspects of it. And I feel like we learned about that, like going to school um, and yeah. like really diving, like you were design, I was merch. Um, so I think we learned that there, I think I had a preconceived idea of what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I don't think going into college, I really thought about the sustainability aspect of it. I think mm-hmm. I had one road that I was going to go towards, but then as I took more classes, I realized that uh, the road that I thought I wanted wasn't that. And then once I started to learn more about sustainability, I realized the importance of it. So I know you said um, you really dove into sustainability junior year. Was that when like a personal interest started or were you more so talking about the um, fashion related so that was when I was really presented with the Liz Claiborne project. And it's okay. horrible to say, but I was kind of like forced to really dive into sustainability and learn more about it. But, no, but I mean, um, it caused you to learn. So I think that's definitely. the biggest thing. What I think I found through doing that project is like, I have always been like a nerd for like research, fashion documentaries, Me everything. Too. Like I will literally sit down and watch fashion documentaries for fun um (laughs) but and I have watched so many and I take notes on them Mm -hmm. but it just sort of came natural in that way so as I was doing all this research on like in the indigo process and like sustainability Mm -hmm. and how to start a sustainable business and what the steps are um my process book which is normally for most people just filled with like design sketches and design research my process book ended up being filled with so many pages of just writing and research and um, watching documentaries. So that is when like my um, interest in sustainable fashion really sparked is after reading all these certain things. And I guess I want to, I want to talk about a few resources that I use that I think could be really helpful for people that are listening. Please. Yeah, Um, please. So I actually found through WGSN, it was in this little article, I don't know how I found it, but I felt Mm -hmm. so excited after finding it. It is the Nike's 10 Principles of Circular Design. Okay. And they actually just came out with it, I want to say like last year. Um, But basically, it's, you can look it up on Google, Nike's 10 Principles of Circular Design. And it has... Um, these 10 principles, which are, I have it up right here, materials, cycleability, waste avoidance, disassembly, green chemistry, refurbishment, um, versatility, durability, packaging, and new models. But basically, you can go through the website and it asks you questions, um, just basically like thought starters. For example, like refur- refurbishment. Um, can your product be repaired, refurbished, refurbished by a professional um, Taylor, if not, is the barrier a materials choice that could be reconsidered? So it just basically gets your mind started on, okay, I need to answer all of these questions and that's how I'm going to start my sustainable business. So that was something that was really helpful for me because it basically asks you all these questions regarding different topics. And that for me caused me to think of so many different ideas. That's awesome. Yeah, and then the second one is called um, Fashion Futures 2030, which is basically a a pamphlet that gives you four scenarios of what the world is going to be like in 2030 in terms of fashion. 
So for me, I found that really helpful reading ahead so that I could come up with some ideas for now. But I think trend forecasting is something that's like so important and asking yourself all of these questions as well and answering them so that you can really like spark ideas for what a sustainable business really means. But through doing all the research and working on this project is when I really started to become really interested in this and knew it was something that I wanted to pursue. That's awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll include the uh, those references as well in the description, but that's awesome. I didn't know about either of those, so that's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Especially really the um, second resource, the 2030, just to like mm-hmm. see how it's done. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like I am sort of a nerd too for research. Um, like I've, I loved learning and I still do. Um, but research is like a huge part of, I think, everything. I feel like I'm constantly now reading and just looking into things and watching videos and just talking to people about so many different things and about sustainability. And there's so much to learn yeah. and so many different angles on it. Mm-hmm. Like if you said your brand is a sustainable brand, that could mean one thing, but then to someone, and then when you go into talking about your dying process and how that you worked with chemists, it's like a, it could mean like totally a total different definition to someone else. Exactly. And I think that sustainability in general can cause you to really push yourself into other aspects of the fashion business. Like For me, I came to design school and I was like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. But coming out of design school, I'm like, okay, maybe I want to go into fabric research and development. Maybe I want to go into sustainability in a company. Maybe I want to go into some sort of like ethical fashion job where I'm going to factories and checking these places out. There are just so many options within sustainability. And I think that is um, something that I found really special coming out post-grad and knowing that. I don't just have the option of being a fashion designer. I have the option of being all of these different things. Yeah, that's so true. And I think the more I talk about um, the direction that I do want to go in, uh, in regards to my career, people, um, they kind of ask like, oh, what are you going to do? And I say, like, I want to go into the sustainability area of fashion and um, really help improve the environment from the fashion uh, waste that's being produced, but also just in general. And Mm -hmm. I think it surprises people in a way because they may not think that that's a direction that um, someone in fashion could go in, Um, especially because people, I mean, I'll admit it, I, going in, I had a preconceived idea of like what direction I wanted to go. And I think that's the direction that a lot of people think who may not know about fashion as much think that people are going to go into, but it's like you said, there's really a lot of ways to help and to make the like your impact mm-hmm. at like no matter what scale, whether it's a smaller scale or a larger scale, or even just in any of the ways that you just talked about, like fabric development and dealing with like the waste and the ethical side of things, which is a huge to sustainability. And a lot of great documentaries were made on the humanity aspect of everything. And dealing with yep. the treatment of the garment workers and the conditions that these people live in. Mm-hmm. And how they're paid so under the living wage 
um, it's so heartbreaking to hear about. But now, which is great, companies are coming out and saying that um, all the company, like all the workers in their factories, wherever they are in the world or in the United States, are being paid in a living for they're being paid a living wage. Yeah, and that's part of being transparent, which is what we talked about before. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, that also goes into being transparent also deals with the, like, supply chain aspect of everything, which yeah. is, like, another whole area of fashion. Um, when I saw the CEO of Patagonia speak a lot of what she talked about, which I was um, kind of surprised, to be honest, Patagonia is mm-hmm. a really um, – I think innovative brand in a way in terms of their sustainability process um, and production and everything. Yep. Um, and I would love to work there. But when I heard her, <laughs> when I heard her speak, almost every other word out of her mouth or words were supply chain yep. and how it's truly such a collective process for them. Yep. But everything starts in terms of building like a sustainable one or a lasting one is starting from the very beginning to the very end. Yeah, and that is what, like, exactly what I found when I was sort of creating this brand book junior year. But what I found is that you can basically have an idea in any one of those steps in the circular design process. But you have to be able to build off that idea. And that's what makes the supply chain fully circular. So for my Mm -hmm. personal example, like, I had some sort of material innovation, but then I had to build around that and say, okay, how do I make retail sustainable? How do I make endless yeah. sustainable? How do I make packaging sustainable? Every single process needs to be thought about. And in order to make it easier on yourself, mm-hmm. you have to collaborate in certain areas. Yeah, Definitely. it's true. And it's really hard. Like to have the idea is hard enough and then to mm-hmm. build on it is even Harder, especially when you want this like cohesive um, image and cohesive process and like collaboration, and that is huge. And when she talked about it at this like award ceremony, it was at Columbia, she won a mm-hmm. business award. And when she talked about it, she said how much um, the people from there was like four different areas, and it was like part from sourcing, um, then production, and how they all have to work together to like pick their vendors and their suppliers to really Mm -hmm. make it work and having people understand the business behind, behind everything. I felt really a lot more comfortable, not that I didn't, but more comfortable buying or investing in the brand now because I really understood. And it's not just things that they're saying to help people buy from them. They're really going out of their way to explain everything, which I think speaks a lot. And there is the issue of in the industry, maybe saying that they're doing certain things when they're not or doing very surface level just to sell. But I think at the beginning, if they're doing the right things for whatever reason, it's still helping. Yeah, definitely. So and I people mean, right now are going back to their roots and hopefully questioning like, okay, how can I implement some sort of sustainability somewhere, not just for the PR aspect, not just for mm-hmm. the marketing aspect, but 
for the actual future of the company. Yeah. And just to be more conscious of like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to just literally start having the conversation and talking to people about it and questioning whether it's annoying or whether they don't want to hear it. But I know my sister just purchased um, the new silicone straws. She um, new like reusable silicone bags instead of mm-hmm. using plastic. So it's just taking little steps to find out what you're buying, where you're buying it from, and why you're buying it. Yep. I think it's important to understand why. Like mm-hmm. you could buy it and that's to- that's great. And I encourage everyone to be more practical when they shop. And I'm learning that myself. But I think questioning people and understanding why you're making an investment is really important. Yeah. And one of the things that I realized lately also, my friend was like, for 2020, I made it my goal to like shop all sustainably. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I haven't really been doing that. I'm going to be honest with you. And I said, well, I think you should kind of broaden your horizons. Like shop, Mm -hmm. what about shop sustainably and shop small? Shop small is something that people also need to be able to like focus on because they're supporting these people who likely are being sustainable because they have a small business. It's not just about shopping sustainably, but also shopping locally mm-hmm. and small. Yeah, so I totally really agree. Important. Supporting like the small business, it helps collectively. It also helps really show support. And like mm-hmm. you said, like it just because it's small, like it could be sustainable in that way. Yeah. And that's something really important to think because you're not, it's not like you're purchasing from this huge, not that people do every time they shop, but you're not purchasing from this bigger company that produces um, a lot of different items, but it all works into like sustaining the economy and sustaining everything else, which is what technically the definition of sustainability is, is just, is being able to sustain like a process and sustain like a way of life in a sense. So I think it applies to a lot of different areas. Yeah, exactly. Feel good and confident when I shop small. I don't Mm -hmm. shop often, to be honest. Part of that is the money aspect, which I'm sure is tough for people (laughs) right now. Um, But I think also not shopping as often is really huge. And mm-hmm. just keeping your clothes as, for long, as long as possible. Yeah, not shopping as often. Also shopping pieces that are going to last you a while. And even if they're not going to last you a while, shopping secondhand. Yeah. And even if you donate and then you buy something else, like you said before, it's like cyclical and that's what makes it a process, mm-hmm. but I think I'm really trying to get out of the mindset of that's cute. I need it. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Because I don't actually need it. Most of the time I try to ask myself, do I really need it? And the answer in my head is 95% of the time. No, but just buying on an instinct, although I'm definitely guilty of it is not the best decision always. Mm-hmm. Um, I try my best to, I really have not been shopping, but I try my best to just like even borrow from my sisters. It Mm -hmm. works because I have a lot of siblings. So I'll borrow even from my brothers. Um, they're going to hear me say that, but I sometimes take (laughs) some of their stuff or I'll borrow from my mom or 
I have a shirt from my aunt that's like from the eighties that I wear all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think encourage, like, I hope that people feel encouraged to be more um, aware and like really, it's kind of like people say like, this is like a weird way to think about it. But um, people say like, oh, the trends in the seventies were like bell bottom jeans. And my mom says all the time, like, bell bottoms never grow out of style like they're a trend so I think if you just think about like borrow something from your mom whether you think it's out of style or not like Mm -hmm. it's bringing things back around is like really how the process works it's everything's a process and it's all circular in motion it really does it all comes back around yeah I well I know you talked about um shopping small and just um, a few resources, but do you have any brands that you recommend oh, people? So, yes, definitely. In terms of slow <laughs> fashion, I love, um, it's an Instagram account, Daisy LA. Okay. She does graphic tees and she's expanded her business a little bit. Um, but I've sort of been following her for a while now and she used to do like design behind the scenes Instagram stories and I was all about it. Like I loved to see kind of her process of creating a shirt. Um, She's super inclusive. She's actually been sending out her merchandise to all Mm -hmm. different body types, all different um, ethnicities, and having them do photo shoots at home that she'll post on her Instagram, which is just so amazing and so inspiring. And I have a shirt from her, actually, that I bought. And inside, the tag says, this shirt was made by, and then the woman signs her name. So that's just like so cool and amazing. And I recommend like anyone who's listening to go and look at her Instagram. Um, Yeah, but she was sort of like my original inspiration into the slow fashion game. And then also, um, I just love recently when brands do collaborations with artists. And recently I've seen... um, I know Fendi just recently did a collaboration with one of my favorite artists, Joshua Vides. And I think that just like in today's world, companies should really search for like this feeling of craftsmanship because investing in a product like that is more like you're buying a piece of art to wear. And I just think that that is so powerful and amazing. But yeah, those two are ones that stick out to me personally, just like those collaborations and um, Daisy Ally, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like when you do make an investment, it is like you're wearing art. Mm-hmm. And I think that means so much to even just the way you said it. You could tell it like means a lot to you. And I think that's an awesome way to add value Yeah. to a collaboration. And, you know, Fendi's obviously very expensive, but it does add value and may. Um, it's just pretty to look at realistically like I definitely can't afford it but it's just (laughs) oh my gosh like it's just inspiring to see a small town artist collaborate with like a major fashion brand and this guy will talk about it like the experience of just being able to go from nothing to collaborating with a brand like that I hope that that that's something that continues is the support Mm -hmm. of small town whether it's artists or people just starting their own business now yeah um people now I know that you I'm sorry did you want to say something yeah just one more company that I wanted to talk about it's called nudie jeans (laughs) 
and they are based out of New York City, but okay. they have a repair um, like store where you can go to and they'll repair your jeans for you right there. And that's just another one I was thinking of when I was just sitting here. But they have like a repair team. So you can okay. basically go into there with like a ripped pair of jeans or like some sort of stain and they'll mm-hmm. just like absolutely do a makeover to it. And you know, some some companies, some fast fashion companies mm-hmm. and um other companies are trying to get on to that train of repair, which I just think is great, but and customization. But this mm-hmm. is a company that has been doing that since the get go. And what's it called? It's called Nudie Jeans. Oh. N-U-D-I-E. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love the aspect of repair, especially mm-hmm. because people may not be encouraged to do it or they may not know how. Yeah. But for a company offering to do it for them, and especially if they really are invested in whatever product they have, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah um, I, actually, I actually posted a mask tutorial on my Instagram recently, and I watched it. I got a lot of feedback, like a lot of great feedback on it, but also a lot of feedback on what people want to learn. And some people were just responding like, honestly, I don't even know how to do a simple stitch to fix like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really an area where brands can start to be transparent and teach their consumer how to repair their garment and think of ideas of, okay, let's teach everyone how to do this you know yeah that's so true and you know I'm not a whiz with a sewing machine by any stretch of the imagination but I learned to sew just like by hand from my grandma my mom so Mm -hmm. I think that I've been able to very I'm saying this lightly repair um some pieces that my friends have had or just even my own stuff like I'll sew my pants that have ripped. But like you said, encouraging people and people may not um, invest their time in learning if it's from um, certain brands. But I feel like if it's a brand that they really follow or um, are invested in, that they may Mm -hmm. actually take the time to like learn how to do it. Because it's a very, even just simple sewing, you don't have to be a whiz at it. Like it really does go a long way. Yeah. And then last brand I'm going to mention, maybe not, we'll see. Oh, um, go right ahead. I'm all I'm all ears. Have you heard of Zero Waste Daniel? I want to feel like I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with. So that he is also out of New York City, and he basically creates patterns um, for clothing, which okay. use or use up every bit of the fabric. So he uses like every bit of scrap fabric in his garment, which I just think is like. Incredible. A completely different way of pattern making and thinking and it's just so special he also does repair workshops so you can actually sign up for like a workshop to go into the store and learn okay this is how I can make a patch out of scrap fabric and then you can use it on your clothing that's awesome yeah that is really really awesome mm-hmm yeah, so much fabric goes to waste and just like learning about it just in school alone, like aside from research is unbelievable. Especially yeah. like a way if it's like large scale production, I believe I'm right in saying this is um, a lot of productions done on like a marker, which is um, 
I think I'm right by saying that. It's like they lay out the certain fabric and it does minimalize waste in a way, but also at the same time, not really. And it's interesting. Like something that I learned is if you have a, like a button down shirt, um, like a man's dress shirt and they have a pocket on the front, if the pattern's off, then it's like a different um, piece of fabric. Line up right. Yeah. If it doesn't line up right or the sleeves or something like that, like it's a different piece of fabric. Which mm-hmm. I feel like I honestly, this could sound weird, I appreciate it more. Because yeah. I think it looks different. It looks interesting. But just fabric waste in general is like a whole other like, lifetime conversation. Yeah. And um, another company. Sorry. Here we go again. Oh, my, no. Please. Fab Scrap in New York City. Um, this is a company that I found because I was thinking about companies that I wanted to collaborate in my um with my brand and they are a company that everyone should know about. They actually have a store now and they take fabric waste and um, rolls from designer companies of fabric that they're not using anymore and they resell them, but they resell them for cheap and you can also volunteer for them. And if you volunteer for them, you get a free bag full of fabric. Um, But basically when you volunteer for them, you, are sorting through all of the donations that they're getting from different companies and different people. Um, but it's basically like thrift shopping for fabric. Wow. Yeah. And I and knowing... they have a store in New York City now. That's awesome. I feel like just knowing you and like some of the other design majors, like <laughs> fabric is just a hot commodity. And yeah. I know you guys are like always interested in it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's so helpful, too. I like how, like, if you volunteer, then, like, you get some fabric in return. That's awesome. And even if you're a merchandising major, like, you're always going to need fabric for something, so. Oh, yeah. Um, My internship, they had, they use a lot of, like, different fabric and stuff for their materials. And they um, would let me take, like, whatever leftover fabric that they had. And it was just, like, little scraps. Some were bigger than others, but just, Mm -hmm. like seeing how much fabric is left over from certain things. And it's just like little scraps, but you could use for something. I had um, a pair of jeans that ripped. So I just tried, it did not work that well, but I tried to just sew on like different scraps of velvet to like a pair of pants. Just try to get like any use out of it and just like eliminate that, uh, like the fast process of waste that it was the direction it was essentially leading to. Yeah, I definitely had some companies, like, let me search through the fabric bins, which is so nice because you can make, like, patchworks out of them, turn them into, like, big scraps of fabric. But with Abercrombie, too, they donate to Blue Jeans Go Green. um, And before they would donate, they would let me go through everything that they were donating. And I would find, like, full jumpsuits and full pairs of pants and just, like... (laughs) remake them myself and keep them for myself um but it was just like so cool that's that's awesome denim is like crazy but if you could just continue wearing it and it's good that companies are making that effort too and Mm -hmm. like letting you do that because they could have just donated it they could have just thrown it out but at least like by giving you the opportunity or like other people the opportunity to get it and wear it or reuse it for something is awesome yeah 
definitely perks of being the denim intern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, one company that I just thought about, I was talking, uh, my brother actually told me about it. Um, it's Adam Savage. Okay. I've never heard and of that before. He, I haven't heard of it either until he mentioned it to me, but it's all, it talks, uh, the brand is like, he creates duffel bags and like different size bags from used sales from sailboats. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know, it's like an interesting way like not that anyone's gonna run out and purchase a stuffle bag but it's an interesting way or like a different investment to make yeah and it also well, adds that, like that does well in like seaside towns yeah and like va- the different vacation spots exactly and stuff like that that's like a that's like a memory kind of made that adds like a an emotional aspect to it of buying I guess especially like you said like sea spots and vacations and stuff like that that's like a and I looked into it it's actually like a pretty cool brand and um a brand by a company by school um that I'm sure you've heard of was unshattered oh Oh, I thought yeah Mm -hmm. um that's just um for people who don't know it's in it's by Poughkeepsie um and it's just a brand that um women take um just different fabric from all different locations um like interiors of cars and they make it into um bags which is incredible they're different travel bags like um bags that men may use for their like toothbrush and stuff like that they have duffel bags you can also give them fabric if you have some that you want made into a bag and they can make it that way Mm. which is awesome so definitely Research and, like, try to utilize your resources as much as possible. Yeah. Both of us do a lot of research. So if you want to know. <laughs> it's yeah, If you want to know. Um, we are a good research, resource. It's so important to research as much as you can. And even if people aren't, like, big on that, just asking people is, like, an easier way to do it. I ask my friend questions like about like the science behind a lot of things all the time. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure she's probably like, leave me alone, Mm -hmm. but it helps people like understand it. And it gives you more of a reason to like understand as opposed to saying, just buy from here. Yeah. And exactly. I will say like, that's one of the best things ever is that my friends at Maris, like some of my best friends are like psych majors, sports comm majors, business Mm -hmm. majors. And just getting their opinion on fashion and sustainability and sustainable fashion, it just, like, almost gives you a different perspective. Because, obviously, they're not thinking about it 24-7 like I am. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It just, like, sometimes just gives me new ideas. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And especially since they're not aware of, like the details of everything and like not actively thinking about it. I know I talk to my siblings all the time and just because I have like so many, one's a teacher, one's a finance engineer, whatever. And just talking about it, they like, I hope they seem to like learn something new pretty Mm -hmm. often, which is like the goal. Yeah. Or like I'll oftentimes say like, oh, instead of using, uh, my one brother loves vans. So instead I'll like send him a link to, one part of Vans makes shoes out of, like, recycled material from um, the oceans, I believe. Yep. So, and, like, you could customize them, which is awesome. So, just talking about it, I hope um, I, like, spread awareness. I hope I spread my knowledge to people um, mm-hmm. and just, like, encouraging people to 
look into things, um, <clears throat> especially a brand. Did you ever hear of Rothy's? Yes. Yeah. Meghan Markle, big on Rothy's. Um, all their stuff is made from like plastic, sustainable, um, recycled material from the oceans. Mm-hmm. And if you go on their website, it's a big count to how many water bottles that they've used to like make their bags. And their stuff, I'm not just saying this, I am biased, but it's awesome. They're really cute. They're different. They make bags. They make shoes. It's, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of substitutions, which mm-hmm. is something else I really hope people learn. Is there yeah. a different, there's a substitute pretty much to anything. Yep. There really um, is. Fashion, products. There's just so many different ways to, I don't want to say like live your life, but like incorporate different things in your life and just yeah, being I more conscious just... about it. I took accessories design this year and I was Mm -hmm. just shocked by the amount of leathers that can be made out of other things that aren't leather. Oh, really? Pineapple, um, kombucha, like crazy things that you can just make like leathers out of. Just, you just have to put in the research. That's amazing. Yeah. I I had, I honestly had no idea. Yeah. You should look into it. It's very cool. Yeah, but like I said, there's substitutes to everything. So mm-hmm. that's something I also hope that people – or like there's <clears> – <throat> you could still have <clears throat> what you want, at, but a little – like a, a more conscious decision being made at the same time. Yeah. So I guess to wrap up this lovely conversation, um, <laughs> I guess I just wanted to ask you like where you want to see the fashion industry going. Um, and like where you think it's going from here. Yeah. So this is actually funny because this is such an interview question, but I also <laughs> love it because I really love getting everyone's perspective on this. There's a lot um, of possibilities. There definitely. really are. And especially in today's world, it's definitely an interesting time. And I would love to think that companies have taken this time to really um, look back at their roots and say, what defines our brand Mm -hmm. um because I think going back to your roots is something that you should do often and say okay am I going in the right direction Mm -hmm. um and also looking at as I said before different areas where you can implement sustainable practices and also forming um really interesting and exciting collaborations and then the last thing I would say Mm -hmm. is just I really hope that companies um, start to, there's this whole push toward um, 3D animation and technology, which is great and all. But Mm -hmm. I think that what makes things really special is being able to really see the craftsmanship and um, the artistry behind a lot of these brands. And I kind of want to see fashion go in that direction instead of the 3D direction. But also, I think um, all of these programs that are erupting right now, Clo3 d and trying to make vir- virtual fashion shows mm-hmm. um, is also a really interesting direction to experiment in as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a really um, interesting is a, <laughs> is a way to put it. Um, it's a hard and difficult time that people... Yep are trying to navigate both personally, uh, career-wise, 
And just brands, especially, I think it's good that you said that go back to your roots often because it's, I think not having a brand of my own, it is, it can be very easy to like steer from your original like brand DNA Mm -hmm. and like what makes your brand what it is. And like you said, like the roots of it. I hope that people and brands continue like to be more conscious Mm-hmm. And to think of the long term, which is like where things will end up, the process behind it all, as opposed to short term effects, which is um, just production and then sell it to the consumer and then kind of um, stop thinking about it after that. Yeah. Because a huge part of it is where the clothes end up after the consume, where it's purchased by the consumer. Yes, definitely. And just for like emerging designers and emerging merchandisers, I think it's important to put in the research because sustainability whether you like it or not is going Mm -hmm. to be implemented into every company possible I hope um but also just to like listen to podcasts do the research um and also think about what you can really do beyond fashion like okay I'm a design major but what else can I do you know yeah uh, just have like an open mind. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Think about um, all your options. And especially, like you said, the emerging designers and merchandisers. Uh, there's so many options now. And sustainability is definitely something I hope it's not a fad. I hope it just continues to be like a um, essential part of the fashion industry and a influential part as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for talking. I learned so much Thank during this. Thank you for this. having me. I, and I, know we've I talked... love these conversations. <laughs> no, me too. And I know we've talked about it a lot, but I feel like I've just learned so much, mm-hmm. especially about different brands to invest in, but just like genuine topics about how you can work around maybe obstacles that people may face and yeah. doing it with goodness of the environment or doing it with like, the true goodness in your heart behind it. So I learned a lot. Um, I hope everyone who listens learns as well. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I will share all the resources that Isabel has and has graciously shared as well as her Instagram. And I definitely recommend looking into Ty Holden because it's awesome. And I'm not just saying this, but the t-shirt that I have is one of the most comfortable t-shirts <laughs> that I'm I have. So and I, but thank you so much for talking. I hope everyone who listens uh, learned something today and uh, continues to be more conscious. For sure. But thank you very much, Isabel. Yeah. Thank you for having me.